passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil that beach pod? Manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full-body grooming and hygiene product. Don't be the guy at the beach with Austin Powers chest hair. And maybe you've grown some winter man tits. At least you can make them hairless. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com and getting 20% off in free shipping with my promo code Bubba. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you increase your confidence and level up your full-body grooming game with the Performance Package 4.0. The kit comes with the essential lawnmower 4.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formations to round out your grooming routine. Whether you're trimming your chest or your treasure chest in your pant, doesn't matter. This is the best trimmer on the market. Inside the performance package, you're going to find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Toner, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, and Moisturizer. Because we all know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. Nobody likes nose hairs, so their package comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0 as well. You're also going to get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, about a $39 value, and the patented high-performance Reduced Chafing Manscaped Boxers. And if you're wearing sandals, you're going to need to get the Manscaped Shears 2.0 Nail Kit. Having the right tools for grooming is essential. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off in free shipping with promo code Bubba at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off in free shipping with promo code Bubba at Manscaped.com. Trim your chesticles with the besticles at Manscaped.com. Escape.com promo code bubble. Hello. I'm so excited right now. Welcome to a remix of the Anna Hummel show slash Kevin's Law. We got Kevin Hazlett in the house. Kevin! What's up? So good to see you. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I, I realized because I've been called out by people on different social media that uh I did not fulfill my promise of a Kevin's Law August show, and we have somehow slip-slided into November, mm-hmm. and uh, so I feel, um, not say mildly bad about it, because that sounds sarcastic, mm. but I but I, I feel, um, I just feel very, uh, I, just, I need to get back at it. It's all about habits, so. Right. How do you feel about this? John Kosika, forty nine ninety nine. Wow. Woo! Thank you. Johnny K. So I was I was at a pumpkin carving Saturday night, last Saturday night. Okay. And I'm sitting there, and uh, it was at my wife's friend's house. And I know the folks, nice people, but I know she knows them better than I do. And, you know, of the folks there, there were probably, say, 50 or 60 people there. Okay. And we're sitting at a table, and one of the women comes up. And you never know... You know how you walk in a room like you, Anna, are, are famous 
and you will. I am. You are famous. I want to be clear that you Thank are. You. you. I'm are, a celebrity. You are a celebrity. Yes. I'm, I don't know how many lists you are, and I don't know <laughs> how far it goes. I consider myself probably a Z-list c- celebrity. You know, certainly, uh, as long as you make the alphabet, you're okay. So, right. Top twenty-six. <laughs> okay. So, so, but, but, so I'm at this event, and my wife's carving pumpkins because I'm not the artistic one. And she does a cool thing, and I'll text you a photo in a second, which is pretty cool. But we're doing that, and this lady at the end goes, um, hey, uh, I've not met you, but— um, Your face is on the koozie? No, no, she didn't do that. <laughs> that, that that's, a, that's an odd, humble thing. That's happened to me. <clears throat> I know, but it's she— Like, I'm she, at this random party, I see Kevin's face all over the place. You're like, what's up with this? He's stalking <laughs> like, what the me. Hell? So, so I'm there, and she goes, hey, um, I just want to say, uh, when, when are you going to get back? And I'm like, going, I'm sorry, because uh, I, I, I just met her. Get back what? She goes, well, I don't know how to t- say this, but my husband's a big fanboy. I go, uh, what are you? T- I, I, I wasn't even, I wasn't, no one, <laughs> no one said radio. And she said fanboy? She used the word fanboy, which to me sounds, I mean, that to me, I, I, can't, I don't want to say, you know, non-binary. I don't want to get in that word, but I, right. I was like, the wor- I, I understand the word. I understood what it meant. I was uncomfortable with that usage of the word. Sure. And I go, what are you talking about? She goes, well, he's a big, he lives in Kevin lot. I go, oh, 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 okay. She goes, you never missed one. I go, really? And I'm like, and, and she's, I don't know, early 60s. Okay. You know? So it's like, she goes, oh, yeah. And she goes, uh, we're into crypto because of you. And she goes, and we bought a rental house. I'm like, <gasps> well, I'm like, what? But so I had to unpack it a little bit. I'm like, oh my gosh. And my wife goes, just, she goes to the, you need to calm down because the, the door frame's not going to, he's not going to be able to leave this house. So, um, but it was great. But it's, but it was like one of those things where like, yeah, we, he wants to know when it's coming back. So I felt like the universe was leaning in and kind of nudging me to kind of do it again. I felt like I was kind of pushing you. And no, you're fine. Okay. I, you're, you're, was I being no, annoying? You, no, no. I, 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 you, it, and you, <laughs> trust me, I deal with annoying people every day. Okay. And I have annoying people in my life. You're not one of those. You're not in the top 100. I appreciate that. But when you're called annoying and irritating every you? day know, but, of your but, life. But but, but, but you're not. By I mean, people who work here. And I get that. Can, can I, can I've I, lost insight into, I'm like, am I, is this annoying? Am I, you know, because I wanted to, to gently nudge, but not to the point where I'm like being obnoxious or pushy. No, you're. you're it's a fine you're, line. No, you're, you're not. Okay, you're not. thank you. I appreciate you're, that. You're not. Um, and I, and I'm also at some point, I want to open up. So I know how to click on the right chat here so I can respond as oh, you to these people. Yeah. Um, you want me to show you really yeah, quick? Yeah. Can you just real quick yeah, so I can respond and, and I'll talk in between. But I, but I also want to, I know as I was walking in, we're talking about the Vietnam War. And I know there's a lot for you to talk about. Oh, look, that's a great glamour shot right there. Look at that. Here we go. All right, no audio. What are we talking about? Ready for notes? Yeah, Joe's. I, if you want to talk to Kevin, he's on the Rumble right now. So okay, good. Find your because we're on four different platforms right now. Okay, God, so. I can't keep track of it. You're right, right. But um, but anyway, so that so so there there is, it, and I talked to Rock a little bit about doing it too, uh, about re the reincarnation of Kevin's law. So we'll we'll try to get it done. So even if we can't do it weekly, maybe even like quarterly or monthly would be great. Well, I really miss it. Truly, it, I really do. Well, you, you know. I, 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 it's cathartic for me because I can kind of say things I normally wouldn't say to, um, you know, talk about, I mean, and of course some of the stuff I talk about is, as my wife says, is cringy, but, uh, you know, she's like, why are you talking about that? And I'm like, going, well, it's just on my mind, you know, cringy like, in what way? Like it's not she's like, why socially ta- acceptable. No, to- no, like you're telling stories that you don't need to talk about. 
Like, why, why are you talking about why are you talking about those stories? I'm like, well, it's 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 real, it's all accurate. But don't you have to share it with the world? <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, and just I'm, like personal I'm, stuff. And, and I'm like, well, it, okay, I understand. And because she's she's a lot more um, less, you know, out there than I am. But um, I'm like, whatever. So I'm I kind I don't I'm not to the point I'm saying I'm at the I don't care mm-hmm. point in my life, but I'm near the I don't care. I got you. Does, that, does that make sense? It does. You you said you were going to say something about the war we were talking about. We had a little discussion with Bubba, who seems to think he's in a different generation than you. So, so, <laughs> I mean, even though like we spelled it out and I, and I and I use hand signals and I went down I use animal characters to explain it to him and did some math and hieroglyphics to get there and and uh, so this is I, I don't know how I could break it down any more <laughs> than he did, but. Um, he still didn't get it. So let me, the backstory, we're walking in and uh, Bubba goes, he's immediately shot out about the Vietnam War. We never should have been there. And right. uh, This Mom is and right I, after the main show, by yeah, the way, like yeah, 20 yeah, minutes ago. Yeah, Mama Ali was right, this, that, and the other. And he's like, hey, um, how old are you? I said, well, I just turned 61. And he goes, well, did you get drafted? And I'm like, no. He made a comparison to his father. He goes, like, my father's drafted. <laughs> and I go, uh, and Anna goes, like, you're you're literally four, three, three years, eight months <laughs> younger than him, <laughs> Bubba. And he goes, he goes, oh. Uh. And he goes, yeah, so anyway, were you drafted? We're like, <laughs> and of course, I looked at him, and I go, were you drafted? No, I was way too young. I go, right. so... <laughs> You know, so I, I don't think it still, like, resonated with him. No, I don't think so. And then he was just like, I gotta go. And then just like a hurricane. He was in, he was out. I don't know. Or yeah. a tornado, rather. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. A tornado, it's something going on. It's certainly a cat one. Mm-hmm. But, but gosh, there's, there's every once in a while, going back to what I said earlier about, about the, because um, every once in a while, I, there's like a topic in my head, because I was used to, like, having a topic and then, like, saving it to go, Oh, let's talk about it on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, I've been saving it for two years now. <laughs> well, I put it, I put it in my notes, and like I have nowhere to go. It so it's like I'm not saying that it's like oh, I'm a backed up colon, but I feel like it's all this is impacted information yeah. that I wanted that I wanted to get out. I'm, I'm like, it was your outlet to talk <laughs> about stuff that was important to you in the, exactly. in that week, exactly. Yeah, in, in, in that given time, but mm-hmm. but but it's but it's good. So, um, I feel like if if. You know, when in, when you're probably, maybe you listen to audiobooks or you listen to like, you know, podcasts. Yeah, I like to watch podcasts for some reason. When I see someone talking, it helps with my memory. And, it, what, and, it, what, and what speed do you listen to them on? What speed? Yes. Regular speed? So, I don't know. What so, do you mean? So I got, so my oldest listens to Big Podcaster and um, and listens to it all the time. But he's on, is it 175 or 15? So like all my podcasts, he switched it on and I've never got it unswitched. So everything I listen to, if I'm walking or running or biking or whatever I'm doing, I'm listening on like 175 speed. So it's like, sodium, you want to take a Cold plunge. Take a cold plunge. I mean, so like it's oh. all. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> no, 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 no. I need so, so to I'm, hear I'm, people's I'm, 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 I'm packing like, um, uh, uh, I'm black. Okay, I'll move my mic around. Sorry, I'm doing it the wrong way. I don't know how I'm going to get the mic right. How about that? Um, it, I'm trying to pack into my podcast. I'm trying to get like. It's a two-hour podcast, and I do it like twenty-six minutes. Okay, that's a bit. Does that make sense? No, yes, but I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable learning that way. I don't think I can't. I can't like relax if the if it sounds like it's you know they're trying to shove information and cram it into my brain. I, I'm I'm okay with it. Okay, I'm okay with it. That's fair.
but um gosh i just i, I just there's so much i want to say but uh the i know but you know i'm sorry i'm, I'm not trying to hijack your show so I no this is this is our I, show I, today, I, 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 apo- I apologize i just kind of i'm gonna sit on my hands I'm trying to not to do. So Kevin, all I do on the show is talk to myself. People are very happy to hear another voice, and especially that it's you. So please. So I was out somewhere, and I just want to talk about the obvious. So I was somewhere, and oh, was that the pumpkin thing which you missed? When I understand, no big deal. But we had, we had, um, no, 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 no big deal. But we had like, no, seriously, it's no big deal. You know that, right? Like, right. I yes. That that's not some sort of slight. I hope you know that. But um, it's a when it's a slight for me, it's a little more obvious, and it's a little more sarcastic and right. more snarky. Yeah, snarky on a scale of nine to ten. <laughs> But um, so we uh, so we had almost two thousand people this year. Incredible! It was it was really really. We really posted good. the video that you sent me. Did, what do you think about that? Do you like that look? Absolutely. Well, it was like a was it a GoPro on a stick or something? No, it's my new toy. It's an I, it's an i three sixty. Oh, oh no, okay. It's a, no, inst, is it i three sixty? I don't know. It's a really cool. I took it all through Europe with me. Ooh. Um, and it really gets some great photos. Um, I have it on here. I think it's 360. I'll tell you the name of it. And if you guys uh, at home want to take some really cool stuff, it's called uh, Insta, I-N-S-T-A 360. Insta 360. I guys, go check this out. It's a very cool thing called Insta 360. It's like a GoPro on steroids. You put it on a selfie stick. I know that sounds, I can't say the word gay. I guess we use the word, it sounds... <laughs> Right? I don't. I can't say that, right? I thought you were going to say something like a like a boomer or something, but you went you went in a different direction. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it sounds like lame. You yeah, mean lame? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Any word would have been better than that. Word. I know. I can't say that, but it, it's it's an Insta three sixty, and it, it's but with a selfie stick, which sounds boring. Um, and but it takes these photos that makes it look like you've got a drone following you. Yeah, that's that was the impression that I got. But it's really, yeah. Uh, well, like Joe, you know what I'm talking about. It looks great. It's uh, it's just so cool. So if you're looking for that cool thing, fishing, outdoor, skiing, anything that's active, it's awesome. But I put it at our at our uh, at our deal, and it and it looks like it's like looking down on you, and it looks really cool. So about two thousand people. But my point is, and I and I and I wanted to come on, but I didn't have time. I can't say how humble I am by the number of Bubba Army people that showed up to help. And I know there were a lot of them. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. They come every year. It is so awesome. They just jump in. I mean, they're there at like nine in the morning to like five when it's over. Mm-hmm. And and it, it's just it's just so cool. And they're just helping people. I think we passed out 750 pumpkins this year, which was more than we've, we've done before. They just get it done, and it, it's so much fun. So I want to do, and i got to remember this, I want to do a thing this next year for the people that come in, do something on that Friday night before. Ooh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where I'll do a, like a, like a we'll go some some restaurant, I'll buy everybody food, so they come in you know, the night before, and then have like a, a big... Make it like a fun event. You know what I'm saying? Like a feast beforehand. Yeah, like a, well, just a get together. Well, that's very and, sweet. And, no, but it's no big deal. But just you know, to sit and talk and tell stories and stuff, and get ready. You know, and pregame for the game. Oh, I like that. Uh, don't you think it'd be kind of cool. That would be that would be really fun. And I am sorry that I missed it. No, 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 no. That's not. I no, I feel fine. the need to explain myself. Go ahead. So I I was going to see my dad's first cousin, right. and then it was the day after Bubba had 
uh, told us he had COVID. And right. the next day I woke up not feeling very good. So I it was tested. In your, head, in your head. I wasn't sure if it was psychosomatic or not. And I honestly couldn't tell. That's why I didn't test Friday night because I started to feel kind of weird. But I thought perhaps it is in my head. Waited till Saturday. Was not feeling great. Tested. It was negative, but decided to stay home anyways. So gotcha. I saw the, the my dad's cousin uh, on Sunday instead. But I yeah, so I do apologize. Do, do you, do, do you, I know you're probably... Do you care if you have COVID anymore? I mean, walking around outside? I care to the extent that I feel like other people would want to know if I had it. You know, like I would feel kind of bad because I know that there's still a stigma, even though there's coronaviruses and you can have the sniffles, but the sniffles don't exist anymore. Now it's like, God forbid, you cough a little too much. You have COVID and people still freak out. So I, I feel the need to to like somewhat quarantine like somewhat appropriately quarantine if I am uh, sick or and I just think it's a polite thing to do if you're not feeling well even if you don't no, have no, COVID no. stay home. No, no, I get that. But do you do you feel like the average person right now is like going like screw it? Yeah, everyone's in effort mode. I think they're, they're just like listen, I'm not yeah. going to test because I don't want to know because I don't want to be the guy right. that has it. I'd rather not know and go out. Uh, yes, yeah, the plausible deniability. Like, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. You know, you could always say that. But but at some point, don't we have to move past this? Uh, yeah. I, listen, I mean, I'm like, all way about past it. it. Yeah, but not past it the point where we don't shout out Brian Philly twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so so um, so yes, we got to do it, Kevin's all. We got to figure it out and get it worked working. I'd like to do it at my studio. Do you have someone that could help us make it work, or would that be a, a pain for you? Uh, you mean to set stuff up or to do it over there? I think that that would be fine, especially because I'm, I don't know if you know, but I'm in that neck of the woods now. See, that'd be easier for I'm you? I'm probably about seven minutes away from your compound. So that would be nice. Yes. That I, would be much easier, actually. And and no no slight against Bub at all, but I mean, my studio from a lighting standpoint is much better. And a, I think- Because there is light? Does what? it look like Times Square in there? Or? No, no, no. Remember, oh. I, I can make it look, I mean, <laughs> Professional. I, I can make it look however we want it to look. I mean, yeah. I, I can make it look however we want to do. But I mean, we could put us at the, you know, it's just a smaller, we don't have the room we have here and I don't have a bar, but- um, Or a remnants of a stripper pole? I don't have any of those. Shower. Or the shower. I don't have that. <laughs> those accoutrements to make mm. it better. Yes. No, I don't have those. But um, so, okay, I've got a, who- Okay, I'll get with you. We'll figure out maybe how we could do it. If we could make it easy, so it's a plug and play, we come up and do it, mm-hmm. I think that would work, don't you think? Yes. Okay. I would definitely be open to that. You know, I'll clear it with Bubba. I think it'll be fine, but that would I don't be... Think, I don't think he would care. Yeah, I don't think so either. And it would actually be much easier for me to get there than here, so... Uh, that And mm-hmm. I think we do that and do a... a the Okay, we'll, we'll figure out how to do mm-hmm. it. Okay, that'll be it. Done. We'll did, fi- you, did you want to go into... War stuff? Did you want to talk about? I mean, I have a bunch of stuff written down, but what what's on your mind that you feel like you need to you need a valve off? You well, need I, to get I, out. Well, one of the things that that I want to talk, I got two things, and we'll go to your things. But um, one of the things that that I look back on, and we talked about, and I remember the first conversation we had on Kevin's Law before anybody talked about it. And I wish somehow, you know, we had a staff of 455 people that could pull the clip up and tell us. But mm. you will probably remember when I first came in here, when we started, and I go, hey, there's a train coming and it's called inflation. Remember when I t- talked about way, yes. way before it happened? We got that Econ 101 class from it, 
Yeah, and and Professor Hazlett, I remember. I put it on the board. I'm like, yeah. this is what's gonna happen. We were talking about it about a year before it came to realization. Mm-hmm. You know, and how and how it was gonna impact us. I never thought it would impact us as much as it has. So it was worse than you imagined. It was worse than I imagined. Remember, we were ta- remember when I brought in the the hundred. Uh, was it, I brought the trillion dollar bill, remember from Zimbabwe? Yes, I still have that. Yeah, remember we're talking about hyperinflation. How much is that worth? Like four cents? <laughs> it's like nothing. <laughs> but 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 I mean, we the inflation took off. The other thing that was t- uh, yeah taking shots at Bubba. Yeah, I'm taking shots at Bubba always. Mm. That's that what? And someone uh, Oscar said that. I'm going to flip back to at the pumpkin party. Someone came up and they go, "You know why we love when you're on Bubba? Because you are the only one who gives them a hard time. I'm like, I don't know about that, but <laughs> that, that is the, that is the, sometimes it's too easy to do that, right? Yes. It is too easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but on the inflationary standpoint, what I want to chat about is we talked about, we were talking about, you know, how low interest rates were in COVID and just post COVID. Just remember, I mean, we were at 2% on home equity lines of credit right. and on 30 year mortgages. And one of the things we we're talking about is, uh, yeah, hyperinflation in 2024. Yeah, you know, I don't know if we're going to get to hyperinflation. I I don't know if it's going to get worse or better. I do know it was worse than I thought it was going to be. At what point does it become hyperinflation? There is a there is a there is it's a, a perc- critical data point. There is. There's okay. a number, and I forget the number. Okay. But yeah, uh, where it tells you exactly the threshold the threshold of when we call it hyperinflation. Gotcha. J- just like when you have a ultra net worth individual. That number is thirty million. Once you have assets of thirty million or more, you're now ultra high worth individual. Mm. So it's defined by a number. Okay. Hyperinflation. Obese, morbidly obese. Exactly. A per, okay. A got per, it. A now I get it. So, All right. so, so, but the but there is actually, um, there there's actually a number that gets into hyperinflation, and I forget the number, but but it, but we're not at hyperinflation yet. But we're at the, the point where the average person, you know, in in, in you feel it. You go out and get, you know, have a Friday night, and get pizza and, you know, go to a movie or we don't go to a movie, but, you know, it's we like. have coupons for that, Kevin, but, but yeah, go but ahead. It's, but it's like a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. It's not cheap. It's insane. <clears throat> it's just insane. And, right. and I always ask the question, how do people do it? Because it's become increasingly impossible. One of the things that, that I it will still encourage people to do, no matter how you need to get there, is you, in order to somehow get out on the other side of this is that it is to have assets that are going to help insulate you from the hyperinflation that will be inflated along with the inflation, monetary inflation that's happening. What do you mean by that is? Like planes and strippers and... Which is horrible. No, I'm talking... Oh, no, not that. Not that. Because that's what Bubba invested in. God. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I know. Sorry, Bubba. But, you know, you, you, you understand he, you know, Dan should have probably done... A probe of his ears because he had the thickest earwax at the time because he couldn't hear anything that anybody said to him, including myself. And and, and I'll keep telling that story again. But I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he couldn't. You couldn't convince him otherwise. Right. You couldn't convince him otherwise. Very much so. And I say this lovingly, and of course I'd say this if he was in the room, like an NFL player. You know, what I mean, when you when you talk to someone in the NFL, they instantly think that they're going to be the NFL for thirty years. They think they're going to make $5.2 million a year or whatever it's going to be for the next 30 years is um, they thank him. Thank you for the definition of hyperinflation. But he <laughs> lived, but he lived by that thinking it was going to be forever. And that's always the problem for a lot of folks is they think it's going to be, 
you're going to have whatever your income is forever and ever. And that it doesn't exist like that. Right. And you got to find to do some stuff. But, but my point is back on the inflation is that w- when you're in this environment, the only you protect yourself. And I say yourself, the average person is having and holding assets. They're going to cry that are going to climb with that inflation. So at least you have the individual hedge and that's going to be property. It's going to be certain stocks. I still believe it's cryptocurrency. I'll talk more about that in a second. Something that's going to allow you to have something that when everything gets inflated, it gets inflated at the same time. So when you get out the other side, you have something that you possess that also you get the benefit of the inflation. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it moved with the market. It didn't. You didn't lose money on the deal because the value of the dollar dropped. That's correct. You had something that kept you afloat. Yeah. And the 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 sad thing is the average American who is you know paying their rent, paying their mortgage paying their car payment, doing whatever they are, is just trying to keep up. And wages, wages do not accelerate that same level inflation. Right. So they're getting beat up by the difference. Yes. The cost of living is is increasing faster than their wages are. And whatever assets they have, you can't sell them. You don't have enough to sell fast enough to keep up with that chasm in between. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So, and, and that's where we are. That's why... You know, the people that have assets, whether it's real estate, whether it's stocks, whether it's cryptocurrency, whether it's things that are going to increase in value, not values that, no, you don't, we don't need to cash out your bank accounts, but, but it, these are things that, you know, you look at the beginning of this year, if you would have put $1,000 on your mattress January 1, that $1,000 is worth whatever, you know, $878 buying power, you know, today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having cash in and of itself, is is not helping you. And it goes back to what I was saying before, back when we were in the beginning of the inflationary period, is anybody you could to refinance your mortgage, anybody who buy a house who wasn't on the fence and buying a house, you were in a position where you could buy a house on an owner-occupied for somewhere between 2 and 3% mortgage rate, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And now we're at almost 8%, which, you know, prevents people from buying houses, right? Sure. You know, you can't afford the same thing. Mm -mm. So, I mean, I think we'll get some sort of, as we approach the presidential election next fall, I think artificially they're going to work to try to push and tamp down uh, interest rates. So I'm going to tell you, if you're on the fence about buying a house, probably about a year from August, a year from July or this coming July or August rather, should be a good time to buy a house if you've been saving because I think artificially they're going to push down interest rates back to the fives. Does think, that make sense? I think Biden will win again. I know that came out of left field, but... No, I I, I, I think that ultimately, I, you know, I don't want to be some strange conspiracy theorist. Please. Do you know I, who you're talking to? Uh, I, I, I know. Get out I, the tinfoil hat immediately. I, I, I think it will be... I think that, that ultimately... Trump won't be the nominee. Will not. Will not be the nominee. And who do you think will? Well, DeSantis has been a target of of Shoegate. Which oh I, yes. Now people he may not be as tall as he claims. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> the funny thing. The funny <laughs> thing is, people don't now. I understand because I've been in that world. All those stories and a lot of those Instagram people and the TikTokers. Mm-hmm. That, that that have talked about that, that has been a an effort 
by Trump world to do it. Many you, you of these think pe- or you know? Oh, I know. Okay. These people have been paid to write articles about it. They've been paid to do videos of that. This is how it works. Okay. So this whole shoe gate. Now, some of that was a life on its own because people got on the train, but that was pushed. And if you look historically on the heights of U.S. presidents, if you're over six feet, uh, you're judged to be a better leader. I mean, all these things line in. And you look at Michael Dukakis. Remember that? No. Sorry. You, you don't remember that. Michael Dukakis, uh, who lost, I think it was against uh, against Bush, right? Uh, he was a short guy, and he won. Bush won or yeah, yeah, uh, Bush won. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Um, the but 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 my point is, you know, he wants to be perceived as a leader. Obviously, some issues about his height, whether it's true or not, I don't care really. Other than it's become a, a campaign issue that's taken on a life on its on, on its own, where he's trying to get out his, you know, what he sees as his vision for the U.S. and it's interrupted with, uh, so how tall are you really? And if you're explaining you're not campaigning. And that's been a real problem. So do I I would have initially thought that that DeSantis would have given Trump a run for his money because I thought initially? he was well, initially I thought that and it looks like that's going nowhere. Initially I thought that Tim Scott could have came out and probably been a, a player in the field and he's not. He's not connected. Mm. Nikki Haley has connected and I think as you see some of these folks get out of it you know, we saw Pence get out. You know, you've got the other uh, Asa Hutchinson's getting out. Vivek is still in it. Vivek's in it. He just made an eight-figure buy. So he spent in Iowa and uh, New Hampshire, he spent between those two states almost $12 million, Okay, I think. And it's his own money. He's like, at least he claims that he's self-funded, he right? Self- he's self-funding a lot of it, yes. Okay. So he's put a lot of money in there. So... I think if you're looking at Vivek, he's not playing for this cycle. He's playing for next cycle. Sure, but he's getting his name out there. Yes, he is. And he's super young. He's only he, 38, I think. He's a great, he's Kennedy's. I mean, this is a Kennedy-esque sort of a campaign. Yes. You know? yeah. and, I, and I think he's connecting a lot with the, with his age group. I think he is too. People yeah. like what what he's saying. He's making a lot of sense, especially when he's infiltrating the, uh, the, the breakfast of, clubs yes, of the world. Yes, yeah. yes. But I mean, he, he is doing... And I can understand it from being in his position. He's playing for four years from now. Sure, but I didn't know who he was before. You know, yeah, a, a few months ago. And uh, he he claimed that uh, he would do better than DeSantis back before DeSantis got in the race, even before um, he got in the race. And he said if he got in the race, DeSantis wouldn't. So he's better on the mic for he, sure. Yeah, uh, DeSantis is, is is pretty bad when it comes to debates or speeches or unless he's playing to his crowd, you know. Yes. Where I think Vivek has a bit more uh, finesse behind the mic. He he, he looks more comfortable at least. Well, you I mean remember what he he's done for the past four years? I mean, he had a podcast. He's interviewed people. He's gone and take heat from people. I mean, this is like when when Bubba takes and, and goes into a deposition. He literally understands, you know, the ins and outs. When you've been deposed that many times, when you're on the mic every day, right? when you're used to talking to people in a hostile situation, you become really, really good, <laughs> yeah. right? You get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. then, and also you're able to weave in your responses. And, and it's and it just, it, 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 you're just better at it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that much like if you take, you know, the, the GOP, Guys that have podcasts every day, whoever you, you want to use, they become better and better. 
they've been in the hot seat and they can respond to the hecklers. Sure. And they can explain themselves very well. Mm -hmm. And I think that he has that gift. Now, is he going to be our nominee? No. Is he playing for four years from now? Yes. Maybe eight years from now? Yes. Do some people not trust him? Yes. Has he has he switched a little bit? Yes. Is it a bit of a Manchurian candidate that he's you know putting these things together now? Probably, but that's politics. That's long play, but it's also politics in 2023. I mean, that's how it works right now. I mean, you put together the, the sound bites and you take positions on things that primary voters are interested in, and that's sure. what he's and that's what he's done. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I I I think that um, you know, I I don't see him going anywhere this year. Haley, I see, is the the person that could be the nominee. Okay. What really, do you think will happen with Trump? Well, it, How the, will that implode on itself? The, the, the problem is that, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a politics hat off. I'm going to take that off for a second. Okay. I'm, I'm going to put on a criminal justice hat. All right. You, you, meaning that I'm going to view it as someone who lives or has lived in the criminal justice world as a prosecutor, defense lawyer, sees what's happening. When you have, and I think he has 90-some-odd counts of criminal charges against him. Mm -hmm. So let's let's break down a little bit where they are and what's happening. So you've got, you've got state court cases in Georgia, okay? Criminal. So that's, that's the, the Fannie, is it Fannie Willis uh, cases out of, out of Georgia? That's where he, he blew in the call saying, find the vote, steal. Yeah, but, but th those are state court Georgia RICO cases. Okay. And I want to say state court and federal because there's a big difference. Sure. And, I, and, I, and I'll explain that in a second. So we've, we've got state court cases in Georgia. You've got state court cases in New York, okay? For business fraud or... Well, no, no, that's the, that's the civil case. Oh, okay, okay. Then there's also the criminal case in New York. Okay. So criminal case in New York, criminal case Georgia. Then you have federal case, which is in currently in Fort Lauderdale. Is that, that's the Mar-a-Lago documents? Mar-a-Lago. And, okay. the, and then federal case, D.C., which is the January 6th stuff. Yes. Okay. So we've got... And then the rape deal, was that... that that's that, a civil case in New oh. York that's coming afterwards. Okay. We had rape one, we've got rape two, <laughs> <Okay>. defamation. <laughs> right. What was the criminal in New York? What was that one surrounding? I'm going to come back to that okay. I, 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 I can't, because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking... Oh, there's but, just so many, Kevin. What, but but the right now, we've got the, uh, we've got the current case, which is the overstate of, of wealth in New York. Okay. That's the trial that's taking place uh, currently. Right. That where there's no criminal culpability there, it can only be a civil fine, and that could potentially, the judge could order him to liquidate assets in New York, prevent him from uh, you know, operating a business in New York, or fine him. If I had to guess, that case will end up with a fine somewhere between 30 and $200 million. Dang, okay. A fine. Now, the the problem with that is... If if you took and there's a a longstanding theory in the FBI, which is if you look at anybody's life under a microscope, you can create felony charges. Right. I, I don't care who you are. So there's an argument you should not be bringing charges against somebody just because just because you know you have that time. And you know the in his case, when you fill out an application for a mortgage. You can be charged if you overstate your assets, their value, or you understate it. Does that make sense? Yes. So if you go, and the biggest time, and no one complains until you stop making your payments, typically. 
You know, right. what I mean? you know, if you stop making your payments, like, wait a minute, you lied. Yeah, on your as long as everyone has their money, they're happy. So, I mean, I think that Trump was in a Hobson's choice in New York, where he couldn't, no matter what he said, and he had some caveats when he when he when he got these loans that say, listen, don't rely on these numbers. You <laughs> know, these are what I think they are, but you need to do, do your own due diligence. Don't rely on what I'm telling you. Right. And which was good. And he was a good business person because who are, no matter who you are, you're going to be put in that situation where where you might be in that trap. And I don't think any, any of us, I mean, every application I filled out, I mean, if I say what the value of a property is, well, okay, am I using Zillow's value? Am I using Realer.com value? Mm-hmm. Am I using a tax assessor? Because they're different. But you start adding those numbers together, you add the number of properties, the more properties you, you own the bigger that chasm. So I might be off by, you know, a million bucks or two million bucks where he could be off by a hundred million dollars. Sure. So the question is, does that become, you know, is that a criminal charge? It's not. Do, do you know, what does that mean? And I think this is a concerted effort to try to, to get Trump out of the political world, clearly, right? Yes, but do you, do you feel like the plan is backfiring because the more charges that are thrown at him, it seems like he's, he's gaining more popularity and steam. And he keeps repeating, <clears throat> excuse me, this, the same trope, which I think is an effective one, which is like, hey, they're coming for you and I'm standing in their way. I'm your guy. I'm the man it's of the people. It's a great message. It's a great message. And he keeps repeating that. It's and a great message. It's firing me up, Kevin. But, but, but you it's know firing me up. Now, now, the other thing is he has got an unbelievable ability to connect with the average person. Which is funny because he doesn't come from that stock. Like he's comes from wealth, he comes from riches. He's an affluent guy. Was I think born into like an affluent family? I know he took like the million and turned it into whatever four billion or whatever the whatever he has. But it's funny that he's able to connect with you know the regular Joe kind of blue collar guy because he has the gift to gab and he doesn't use the big words and he makes fun of people and you know that's how he connects with the public. You know, and if you look. And he's so funny, and he's funny. Educa- he's funny. Educationally, he did not follow that Ivy League, you know, road. And he doesn't come from that, and so that's not where he. Where but he, he does is. come from money, though, right? But it's a difference. Okay. There's two difference. Coming from money is different than coming from the Ivy League education. I don't say indoctrination, but, skull and bones. Sorry, but but, but it's skull. But but there's there's <laughs> but there's also some Ivy League speak, some corporate speak. I mean, if you listen to um, Dinesh or you listen to anybody who is, is who's been educated that way, they speak at a different level than he speaks, and he speaks the way that the average person can connect with. And if you listen to Vivek, he speaks at a different level, whether it's good or bad, is a different level than Trump speaks. Right. And you know, Trump, you know, speaks probably as close to the average level of American than any of the other candidates. But that connects. And it does connect. Yeah. It does connect. And that, but it's funny because he does that, but he also appears to be, and I think he is very competent. Yes. Right? Because you don't want some like, you don't want like a, a John or Joe, What it's John Fetterman, right? Fetterman where he's like, he's stroking out and he talks kind of like me, but I don't trust this guy. But Trump has the money and the property and the notoriety well, but- to back up. You know, his claim that he is the GOAT, that he's the best, that he is the, the GOP's best option. Well, but but, but the, the difference is that, you know, Trump is a street fighter, carnival barker, 
presentation mm -hmm. and he lays it out where he can really connect with people. Yes. And he connects with people differently. So I would say on his ability to to connect with crowds, you know, he has the it factor. And the closest person to the it factor, I think, other than, than him would have been Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton could walk in a room and, and charisma and, and, and as he would walk in and when he met you and talked with you, you felt like you're the only person in the room. Right. He made you feel important. Or on the plane. Yeah. And, and, and he would just, he was very, very good. That was a gift. I think a natural gift. Played and the saxophone. Could, yeah. Smooth. But, but he also was Ivy League educated. Mm -hmm. So he could speak at the Obama level and the Obama level, Obama spoke at that same Ivy League-esque way. And that a lot of intellectuals love that. But Clinton had the same education, but spoke closer to Trump than, than Obama. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. In terms of just like jargon. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but he, he was able to connect with people. Even though he could speak, you know, at a different level on an Ivy League, yeah, he had range. Yeah, he had range. Obama, you watch Obama would go into the deep South, and all of a sudden he would kind of slip into sort of a, a <laughs> I don't want to say hood speak because that sounds negative, but yeah, but but more of a uh, colloquial, you know, local. Yeah, I'm trying to think in, of a in, nice in, one. <laughs> inner, inner inner city type dialect, urban. An, an urban yeah. dialect, I, and I an urban conversation. Yeah, and he was good that way, and mm -hmm. he, he could do that, and. You know, Hillary tried to do it and sounded Oof. horrible when she tried to do it. Yeah, not she good. Would try, she couldn't. She couldn't pull it off. No, she couldn't. She couldn't pull it off. Too robotic. Yeah, but Clinton pulled it off. Contrived. Uh, uh, Obama, he was able to pull it off. He was a great. He is a great order. He mean, is. He is. Mfr can can give a speech, boy. You know, he's but, good. But going back to where we're at right now, I don't know. You know, the the chasm's pretty big between Nikki. I'm gonna act like I know her. Nikki and, and Trump. And the question is this, as people get out of the race, as people fold their tent and, and say they, there's not a pathway, do those voters leave, you know, if you took the DeSantis folks, the Vivek folks, the Haley folks, the Pence people, all those people, if you put them together, would they coalesce against an anti-Trump candidate? And is that enough to get whoever that person is over uh, over the the percentage to take those cases. And I don't I mean to case to take those voters. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. Trump is too much of a magnet and a name and it, he's coming back with a with a vengeance it seems, you know, in terms of popularity because there was a while where he was like going on and on about the election and you're like enough, enough. Yeah, but then when he just get kept pummeled with this charge and that charge and this charge and that charge, and he started saying those things, bringing him back, like I mentioned before, hey, they are, they're coming for you, and I'm standing in their way. So that's a fantastic message. I'm just like that got me fired up, and I feel like he's had this resurgence of of support where people are they're they're ready for Trump Part Two now. The, the only kind of one of them. The, the only question is if I if you looked at it right now, you would say. There is no way that Trump won't be the nominee because you would say it's just weight the the, the chasm is mean, too it's, much. It's like right? sixty points. Yeah. Yeah. You, you say, and and I the the only thought and I'm putting my criminal justice hat is what effect if we have a trial that goes public and what effect will that change? Because there are certain part of the Trump support 
that won't be changed because they're diehard Trumpers. Right. are not going to change no matter what. The question is, is there enough percentage in that group that will be affected when some of the evidence comes out, assuming that it's damning? And, I, of course, I don't know what the evidence is going to show, but is it enough to change some people's hearts and minds? I don't know the answer to that. I don't think so. Then that, you know, and, and I, and, 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 and Bubba, our mom, I, I, I think that Haley at this point, Nikki Haley makes the most sense to be there as opposed to the polar opposite of Trump as another, you know, person that could win. The other problem is, and I'm not going to sound negative, but let's look at the numbers. The way that Trump got elected was not in 2016 was not so much because people loved him. It was a hatred of Hillary. You think it was like the Biden effect of 2020? It was the Biden Where people came out to vote against Hillary? Yes. People voted against Hillary. Hmm. People hated Hillary. It wasn't not... In two, now I'm talking about 2016 now. In 16, it wasn't a love for Trump. It was a hatred of Hillary. Hmm. And, and remember, elections are won by the independents. Presidential elections. Not by the Republicans. Not by the Democrats. It's that middle slice of people, about 11 or 14%, where are they going to go? Mm. And the question is, are those folks going to align with the Democrat or Republican? Are they are they going to be? But but we have a unique position where there are people that dislike Biden, right? A lot yes. of people dislike Biden. Uh, it, 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 but what, they dislike Trump more. Yes, yes. I I think it's it's a. I mean, the the problem is there's a even with, within the Democratic Party, they dislike Biden. And I would have thought that there would have been someone that would have come up and knocked Biden off of his perch because I think it's a it's a bad optics. That'd be like a sandbag. Yeah, it's a it's a bad <laughs> or a set optics. of stairs. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's bad opt. I mean, you know, if, if the Democrats would have had anybody but Biden come up, okay, regardless of who they wanted to pick, I don't I don't care who they want to pick. Uh, they pick uh, what's his face out of California, Newsom. Newsom. I mean. If they would have gone with Newsom and Biden could have gone in the sub- sunset, then I think it would have been a slam dunk for the Democrats, right? Right. I, 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 it's not even close. Um, I, I, for for the Republicans, the danger of Trump, the danger for Republican Party is what do the independents feel, and are people to come out and vote against him because they dislike him? Um, I think uh, I would say the independent again. I don't know them, and I'm just making speculations and pretty much out of my ass here. But I feel like the independents are people who are free thinkers, and they would align more so with with Trump than so the establishment. And, 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 and I believe with uh, Snooks-Layer that I, I agreed that even the Democrats are think he's too old, and I think that these stories Biden, you yeah, mean, Biden, yeah. yeah. So I think that they are looking for anybody. The question is, I don't know, uh, you know, I'll use Heather, I, I don't know with independents because I don't have their their pulse. There's The question is, do the do the mounting criminal charges at some point give some people pause to say, how can someone be effective if they've got all these criminal charges over hanging over his head? Now, and, 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 and so far, I'll say this, Trump has been like the Teflon Don, right? You know I mean, I mean, depending who you ask, I suppose. Well, no, he, no, no. How, how about I just ask the polls? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been a Teflon dog, meaning that that everything that he said uh, In, within his own party, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's had no effect on him. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, I think it, it, it's 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 very frustrating 
for a lot of people because every everybody thinks, well, this time you know, grab him in the crotch is going to end his. No, it didn't. I thought that was the nail in the coffin. It wasn't, and then and people thought the criminal indictment would be it. It hasn't. We thought the mugshot would be it. Hasn't. All these things that you thought would make a difference haven't, and contrary to historical political insight, it's gone the other way. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Which which I think is really- Giving him momentum in ac- life. Which is, I think, surprising to a lot of people. And now, it, if he were to become like the nominee for the GOP or and then just say become the president, what happens to all these charges? They just evaporate? So let's break those down. Uh, in the in the criminal state cases, so Georgia and New York, okay, the president cannot pardon a person for the criminal charges in Georgia or New York. Cannot he can't pardon himself? You're cannot, saying cannot 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 correct. Um, I so I think I think that uh, so that that's a problem. So if he is convicted in Georgia. A president cannot pardon himself or a Republican uh, president cannot pardon Trump for convictions in Georgia. The way that Georgia is currently set up, the way it would work is that you have to wait five years post-conviction. It goes to a board, and in order to get those charges pardoned, dismissed forever, then what you would do is you would have to have a, a public allocution, which means you come forward and say that you did all these charges, you admitted to your wrongdoing, and then you get pardoned. So if he gets convicted of the Georgia cases, a Republican president, including himself, and, and we've got to get to whether or not a, a Republican president can pardon himself, because that's a different issue, he can never pardon himself from the Georgia convictions if he was convicted in Georgia. Make sense? Yeah. So he would be wrapped up in legal BS while he was serving as president, if well, he won? Well, the question becomes, so now we've got down to a stopwatch. Yeah. What's the, which of these, which of these trials will come to a conclusion prior to the swearing in in January? So you've got the, my prediction is the Mar-a-Lago cases will not occur, will not begin prior to the next um, swearing in for president. So I think that judge down there will keep that case from beginning prior to January 2025. Okay. Okay. The Washington, D.C. cases, which I think are not as strong, are weak, I think. Weaker, weak sauce. Weak, I think it is. Those cases, that trial will commence prior to January of 2025. Okay. The... Georgia cases on the RICO, remember those RICO cases in Georgia typically take a year? Okay. Those, I think, will try to begin prior to 2025. And I think the the New York criminal cases can't get there between... So at the best, two cases get tried criminally. We're in the middle of civil case um, in New York, which get finished. Obviously, we're in it right now. They'll try defamation number two because he doesn't have to be present for that. Mm-hmm. That's where I think we're going to get. So, um, I think I think uh, I think it's going to be difficult. The question is, if he gets convicted in Georgia, they'll file a supersedious bond. He would not be incarcerated. the The New York case, or excuse me, the D.C. cases, 
I think he has some defenses. I think she, uh, is it Judge Chutrin? I can't pronounce her name. I think that that case will commence. I think it's what's set, what, in March 3rd is when it's supposed to begin right now, right? March 7th? I honestly have not been paying attention to much Trump stuff. I've been kind of, uh, my attention's been more so in the Middle East, which I do want to get, to, but, get but, to that. Yeah, after. So, so the question becomes, will things change between now and the Republican nominee? I think yes. Will there be enough traction if you're a Haley fan for these criminal cases to make a difference? I would have thought it would have, but right now, it, you know, contrary that, you know, he 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 raised money off of his mugshot. It's yeah, a, it's that was a, epic. It's the exact opposite. So, yeah. I mean, you, I think you never bet against Trump because he's been so, he's had the ability to 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 pull himself up when other would have killed the normal candidate. Yeah, look he at Gary. Look at, to give up. Look at Gary Hart. Remember that no. one photo. Fo- <laughs> one photo on on the. Um, he had one photo, I think it was on a, a fishing boat called Monkey Business. Okay. With a girl that wasn't his wife sitting in his lap, and it ended his campaign. When was this, and what was he was, running for? Was it president. Was it 84 oh. or 80? I look back, anybody in the chat can tell me. Sorry, Kevin. But, but Gary Hart. Look at Gary Hart. <laughs> uh, Monkey Business was a photo, and uh, that changed everything. But now it's like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, this is that's like, a, you, for Trump, he'd say, that's a Tuesday morning. And it hasn't affected anything. If you were able to, well, who do you think is the best candidate for the GOP as it stands right now? I know over the course of the next year and some change, things will reveal itself. But as of, we're actually probably about just about a year, right, to the date of Election Day next year. We are. We are. Um, Who do you like? Who would you like to see be the the front runner for the GOP party? Well, the answer is I want whoever's going to win. Okay. You know what I mean? Because here's the problem. If Republicans screw it up and put forth a candidate that can't win, then we've shot ourselves in the foot. Well, let's just say whoever we select is going to become the president. Right. Who would you like? Who do you think is the most qualified or would you feel the most comfortable, level headed maybe? Who would you like to see in there? Well, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Trump fan because I like his policies. Okay. I mean, from a policy standpoint, his Middle East. Were spot uh, the on. Abraham Accords. I mean, right? I mean, he, the legendary, was, and and almost no one talks about it. Obviously, no one wants to give him credit for that. But almost normalizing relations between Israel and Saudi Arabia, thus ho- hopefully, I mean, obviously not now, but you know, leading to peace in the Middle East between uh, the the only Jewish nation in the world and the largest, you know, Muslim and most powerful Muslim country in the Middle East. And if we could normalize those relations then, you know, things were looking good. But obviously, you know, you, you throw Iran in there and they're trying to mix things up by uh, firing up Hamas and, and causing all this conflict. I think that there there was a, a purpose to the timing of the October 7th attacks in Israel. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. And, and, and you can blame some of the folks in, in, in Congress for that because by creating chaos, you created a vacuum and that's what happened. Yeah. But, but you know, he, here's here's... Also, if you ask who I who I want it to be, yeah. And remember, I come over a different lens, so now I, I got to put my dad hat on, and my <laughs> my answer is I want whoever is going to keep us out of World War Three, yeah. keep us out of conflict. Yeah, you know, I, I want I want five years, or, or at least you know maybe twelve years, where we're not going to be put in a position to send our young men and women into harm's way. So I don't want to get involved in conflicts where my kids could go to, especially if it's dumb and stupid. It makes no sense. And it's done for political, political motivation. Have you noticed a switch, Kevin, 
between the Democrat and Republican Party, where it seems now the Republicans have taken more of an isolationist approach. They don't want to get involved in conflict. They're not really the war hungry um, party that, uh, you know, I think when I think of, you know, Bush two, Iraq, Afghanistan, all that sort of stuff. Now it seems to be kind of reverse where they they're more of the peaceful party. And it seems like the Democrats are the ones that are hungry to get into at least Ukraine, let's say Ukraine and and maybe not Israel, but they want to just fund both sides, I guess. Doesn't really make any sense. Have you noticed that change that it seems like the the left seems to be wanting to be more of the Team America World Police we need to help everybody. Let all the migrants in. Let's get involved in Ukraine. Let's piss off Russia some more. Have you have you noticed that kind of switch? So if you look historically at the parties and you look back to, you know, Barry Goldwater and come forward, we have typically seen the Republicans were seen as hawks and Democrats as doves. Right. That, you know, uh, well, well, barring, you know, Vietnam War too, which was a Democratic push, but the... I think that you would see that we have been more Bush too, uh, but but of course you know you look at Bush too, regardless of what you think. I mean you can't have that you can't have nine eleven on your soil without some response. So the question is, was it the right response? Was the correct response? You know what's the right thing? Afghanistan was a losing war. Everybody, no one goes to Afghanistan and wins ever, right? That was a, you never go to Afghanistan, right? N- no, ever. I mean, you, you know, no. you, you and start, if you do, the Russians you, were destroyed there, you right? Give uh, money to the Mujahideen that turns into the Taliban, and you raise a whole, a whole another generation of people to hate the U.S. So, so and the Taliban, by the way, had nothing to do with nine eleven, right? Yeah. Of course not. Yeah, but but then but then that's you know but 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 also Americans were upset and they wanted us to go punch someone in the nose. Right, but then we went into Iraq. <laughs> I, 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 so, so, but in the, addition to Afghanistan, the question is, what do you do? That how do you do that? You know, it was that, and a lot of people would argue that part of the reason we did that is to fund our our industries that made money through war. Right? Yes. So, some have said that it helps the economy. Yes, There's, it sure does. A lot of those things are, are are there and present, so people make that argument. But I, I I think that you're exactly right. More Republicans have becoming more America firsters. And a lot of, and I don't. But America First looks different now than it, it did before. It does. Yeah. And I, and I don't think people should see that as a negative thing, right? No. I, I think I, I don't s- understand how not everyone rallies behind this. Why? Why wouldn't you want to put your own country first? That's what every country should be doing: is putting their own interests first. What I, What I don't understand, including is Bob Wagner, Rob Wagner. Excuse me, twenty dollars. Thank you so much. They said uh, they miss us. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. But, 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 I, and, and it's hard to, you know, you get, what was it, you used to call it chat cancer. You're trying to answer both at the same time. But, yeah. But I, I, I think the answer is Democrats are against, or people in the U.S. are against that statement because they see that somehow as a racist term when it's not. I don't know how you could not argue against take care of Americans first. I argued, which makes sense. First of all, until we take care of our vets first. Amen. Above all, then then we've really screwed up as a society. Speaking of things that weren't racist that somehow are, I feel like even something as benign as the American flag on display has somehow turned into like a microaggression 
of even when I my favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I was in college, which, I mean, was kind of long ago, but not that long ago. I mean, it didn't matter if you were Democrat or Republican, left, right. Like, everybody was waving the American flag on Fourth of July. We loved our country, even if we're like, yeah, I think we should go this way or that way. But we all seem to rally behind being American. Yes. It doesn't seem like that anymore. Now it seems like, you know, if you have the American flag, that's somehow indicative of, like, how you won't be having the gay pride flag or the blue, you know, your blue liner or whatever. It seems to be more politically motivated than just having pride in being an American citizen. It's, it's really bizarre. Yeah. And, and, and I don't understand it. I mean, we, we, we need to take care of, again, veterans first. Who we send to war to fight the battles of this country. And then they come back and are ignored. It's disgusting, but we'll fully pay for and give subsidized housing to People who are infiltrating our southern border and maybe northern, but mostly southern border. Um, really disturbing stuff. And as an immigrant, if I may, no one is more pissed off about this than immigrants who come to this country legally through legal channels because it is just such a slap in the face to the people that actually waited in line. So for sure. veterans first, Americans 
first. Yes. Right? Americans first. We need to close our borders until we can get a handle on making sure. I don't understand this. This just, just defies logic. Until we get to a level that our veterans get the appropriate health care, mental health care, the ability to earn a living or live, you know, not in poverty and not on our streets, until that's accomplished, I don't know why we would ever think about trying to support people coming into our country. And then and getting it, involved in it, other it, wars. And other wars. <laughs> now, 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 that being said, yeah. we absolutely also need to support our allies. And Israel is our ally. And we need to stand steadfast with Israel for many, many reasons. Uh, first and foremost, from a, from a strategic standpoint, is they are our partner in that region, and we don't have a stronger partner or ally more than, than Israel. Uh, a democracy. I mean, yeah, yes, Israel, yeah, although in the Middle it, East, is considered part of the West. But, 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 but they stand for everything that we believe in. Yes. Pl- pl- plus, how many families have relatives that are tied directly to Israel? I mean, it, it, it's, it's I amazing. Yeah, but but I'm saying they are our strategic partner. Forget, forget about the moral obligation because I, I think we have a moral obligation, of course. But I'm saying from a practical standpoint of our country, from a st- strategic defense standpoint, they they are our ally. Yeah, and we need to stand with them no matter what. It's absurd. I I don't understand. And what I don't understand too is that how is it that the Democratic Party, which many Democrats, by the way, are Jewish, right? Yes. I don't understand how people within the Democratic Party who have come out publicly pro-Hamas, right? I, 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 just, I would say they, under the guise of free Palestine. Yeah, but... but you know, they're not going to say, hey, I'm pro-Hamas, but they go, well, I'm pro-free Palestine. But that's... A, that's which a, is that's insinuating... A, that's a chicken crap. That it was to somehow that deserved. Come on, that's, that's absurd. Yeah, right? but I didn't actually even wrote this down... I did want to discuss with you the fracturing of the left over this because it's been really interesting to see because, like you said, Kevin, a lot of people who are very left and very liberal also um, are Jewish. And it seems like there has been a split now. If you, I mean, I pay attention to Hollywood in the sense that those are the people that are calling the shots and people who they report. You know, you hear Amy Schumer, who's typically very rah-rah left-wing, has now come out in support of Israel. She herself is Jewish, and a lot of people are upset with her. So it seems like there's this fracturing of the left over the over the case of Israel because the right seems to be pretty steadfast, right? Israel is our ally. They're a democracy. They stand for the same values that we do. We support Israel. But, but on I, the I, left, I, I, it's, that, that, it's but, different. But it's a hard stop. I mean— First of all, from if, if you're America first or if you want best for America, yeah. then you also want the people who can also support that, which is our ally Israel. Right. So intellectually, look at this. Forget about emotion. Forget about religion. Put religion aside for a second, just for the sake of putting religion aside. Sure. The answer is, okay, what's the best for uh, U.S. worldwide? And the answer is to have allies to support our interest around the globe. And the answer is who in that area uh, of the world is most aligned with our our way of thinking. Who will protect our interests? It's Israel. Period. Hard stopped in. Right. So I mean, so the answer is, if you look at it from that standpoint, you'd say, okay, that makes sense. Then you get to the, you know, democracy issue, right? Free election for people making decisions. You go, yeah. okay, we line freedom there. of speech, Free, all, all the things that we support that we enjoy you, in this country. Not not, th- not throwing women across, you know, killing them. Not, not throwing gays off roofs. How, how how can you be a liberal? How, explain this to me. 
how can you be a liberal and, and, and not support and not be against all the, the issues in the Middle East? Where how can you be a feminist and yes. support a group that raped and pillaged women? You just can't. You can, though. And I, I watched actually a video on this as this Israeli guy, because I, too, Kevin, was very perplexed by how... It, how how is this not obvious to everyone that you can't you know the people with the blue hair that are non-binary i'm like okay go to gaza and be non-binary find out what happens to you it's not going to be anything good and the conclusion that i not that i came to but that this guy was was talking about basically just said that they both hate western democracy and western values the left because of you know uh marxism it's a capitalist nation whatever and then obviously the muslims uh, many of those nations are uh, autocracies theocracies where people don't have freedom of speech so it's this weird sort of combination where the the extremes actually kind of loop back around together because they both hate democracy and western ideals so here, here's colonialism but, 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 but also, yeah. how do we get to where the liberals have taken those positions and feel they can take those positions, which is anti-flag, supporting ideology, which is inconsistent with the way they see the world, as, as you pointed out. My argument is that we have had it too easy in the U.S., and good times create weak people. You could say weak men. And, and I, weak I, men I, equals, uh, leads to... Yes. Hard times, hard times. Exactly. It's strong men, strong men equals to good time, leads to good times. Yes. I've seen that uh, flow chart before. But but we're in it right now. Yes. We are in the middle of the great times have created weak men. And we are in the middle of that weakness because when was the last time, and take 9-11 out of it, sure. that we had conflict on our own soil? Uh, Pearl Harbor? Uh, Civil yeah. War? Pearl Harbor. Okay. That's right? Yeah. I mean, was Hawaii part was. of America? It was. I know there was a base. It was. All right. Fair enough. But I, I understand Sook Slayer inf yeah. infiltrated a long time ago, but I'm talking about actual conflict, I mean, people shooting people. You looked at- Foreign you know, agents. Fo foreign people. Okay. Foreign, you know, not, not, we can talk about all the, you know, we have terrorists here, but I'm talking about people that, that, that are on our soil fighting, you know, house to house. Let's, let's use Ukraine as an example. Yes. And even in Ukraine, and it's very interesting, I think I talked about on, on a Bubba show, you know, I, I sat down, you know, because I, I, I get privy to a lot of different conversations being in my world. You know, I sit down and listen to the latest intel that's public, it's not secret, about how we are analyzing the Russia, the Russian-Ukraine war and what we're learning from that. And we're learning that Ukrainians who may have been on the bubble, because remember, some a percentage of Ukrainians saw themselves as Russian. Um, Kevin, and, there was a referendum in like, you know, the, the Donbass region. And yes. I think there was another one. Yes. There was a referendum in 2014 where 89 percent of the people in that region voted to secede from Ukraine because they did not identify ethnically with the rest of the country. So they either wanted to become part of Russia or they wanted to just be their own thing, but they did not identify. I think it's something along the lines of 20% of Ukrainians identify as ethnically Russian. So it, people tend not to mention that, but, you know, it, that's what it is. So, so what we've seen now, though, is there's a bit of shift there, and that is as the Russian troops came in 
to Ukraine, they're talking about what they've seen in Ukraine is similar to the Vietnam War in how the Vietnamese got involved Viet Cong. To, to fight against the Americans. They, they might be friendly during the day, but at night, remember, they were out there booby-trapping and, mm-hmm. and setting this, that, and the other. Guerrilla warfare. But what's happening right now is that in Ukraine, they're using the, the assets available in 2023 to be, you know, freedom fighters for Ukraine within Ukraine, and they're relying on WhatsApp and Amazon. And I say that because the communication is they're communicating with each other using WhatsApp mm. and Amazon because they are ordering drones for a couple hundred dollars delivered to Ukraine. They're arming them with grenades and they're dropping them on Russian tanks. Right. So, so you've got similar to the way the Afghanis were within Afghanistan, you know, fighting against whether it's Russians or U.S. Yeah. Using whatever tools they had. Yeah. They're now, <laughs> they're now using Amazon as a tool right. to deliver, you know, and, and that's become this sort of rallying cry because Ukrainians are now becoming united and feeling more Ukrainian than Russian because of the Russian, you know, uh, the, the folks that they've come into their land. Mm-hmm. And, and the problem is that's made them smarter and harder. And, and they've had they, beca- they also have the support of the Western world where I mean they're getting fighter jets they're getting all sorts of stuff yeah equipment artillery stuff, yes. money funds yes yes, yes. yes. And, and and I think everybody thought that that would be what a two-week war right at the beginning I'm trying to think back to February of 22 um I I don't I, yeah they, they thought Russia was just gonna like take over right that was what it was right they didn't think that Ukraine really had a fighting chance which they didn't they and did do that's not they did that's correct and who knows how much they're flubbing the numbers in terms of casualties and it's like you really can't trust russian news and i don't know how much i trust our news even so i i really have no idea what is truly going on over there especially now since the since the target of attention has shifted now to the middle east so it's like is ukraine even a thing like you barely hear about it in the news anymore well, it's going to be a thing for a while. Yeah, I understand. I mean, we've got we've got all of our we've got I don't know how many tanks sitting on the Polish border right now, and you know my Duncan Pumpkins. That's where he's going to go. He's going to go to a country that is going to border Ukraine, whether it's Poland or somewhere else, and they're going to be like doing quote exercises in the region. But that's where he's going to be. He's a tank commander. He's going to be in charge of four Abrams tanks, and that's where he'll probably go in about a year. That's crazy. Yeah, that's where he'll go. I mean, obviously that scares you as a parent. and Well, of course. I mean, you know. But you also know that's the name of the game and the path that he chose. Yes, yes. And, and, and there's a lot of, I mean, that's the one side of it. The other side of it is, you know, that he's getting incredible leadership skills. Um, he's doing something that I think, and we've talked about before on Kevin's Law, that one of the things I think should happen in the U.S. and it can't happen is that there should be mandatory service in our armed forces. And I think uh, Israel does it right. Two was it three for three years for guys and two years for women? I think that's correct. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would create leadership, it would create responsibility, it would create self-worth, it would help with physical fitness. I mean, it interesting. Would, so it, like a uh, conscription. Exactly. And then if you want to give a choice, they would either serve in one of our armed forces, which would include the Coast Guard, uh or it could be in the Peace Corps. I mean, okay. something that's providing benefit to the country. Interesting. Now, if I'm getting a lot of heat in chat right now. Uh, apparently, the fat pig is telling me, that's his name, not mine, um, 
to pick up the phone. So we'll we'll take a call. Is that all sure, right? Sure, that's fine. That's for of course. All right. Sorry, sorry, but you know we're on a roll, Fat Pig. If that's who I'm talking to. <laughs> I don't. I didn't see who he is in here. It's on YouTube. Hello. Oh, Hello. How are you? Hi, Anna. Hi, Kevin. Hi. <laughs> Mark the Frog. Yeah, it's Mark the Frog. Are you the fat pig on YouTube? No, Mark the Frog Dashcam on YouTube. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. All right. Go ahead. So, how's it going? I just wanted to say hi. It's been a while, Kevin. Yes, Mark. How are you? Good. I'm home for a couple of days, so it's always good to be home. Oh, good. I know you, you're running stuff back and forth all around Canada. Yeah, uh, uh, earlier in the show, they were talking about a woman, uh, Brian New in Israel, working on the farm. What? Remember, Anna? That Brian New? Brian oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, that was from yesterday's show. Yep. Yeah, I picked up uh, fruits and vegetables uh, at the airport in Montreal coming from Israel. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and they bring that all the way down to the Nova Scotia. That's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, I'm still doing an intermittent fasting, kind of. I've lost <laughs> about 15 pounds. Oh, that's that's, fanta- that's great. So, so Mark, did, did did you have a load of lobsters last month? All right, I'm going to have you talk. I'm going to run it. No, I've been eating mostly potatoes and fruits and vegetables lately. Well, I I, I wanted to channel my Tony Soprano to find out if you uh, had a load of uh, of lobsters that oh. a couple of could fall off the back of the truck because I think we would like to have a little lobster fest down here. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, are you planning to have a show again? Well, but, yeah, that, you know, that's that's one of the things. I mean, I, as I I, th- I think I shared at the beginning, if you don't know if you heard or not, Mark, is that it, that I think I made the promise a while back just to have one, and I didn't do it. So I apologize to those folks who did it. I know Rock wants to do it. I know Anna would like to do it. I've talked to a lot of folks who I think who would like it. I love doing it, whether people mm-hmm. like it or not. I enjoy doing it because it gives me a chance to talk about things that I normally don't talk to other people with, and allows me to pontificate on things that. May or may not make sense or have value or no value for a couple of hours, but I feel good after I do it. Uh, but I, I, I think that um, I think we're going to try to do it. I, I, as you know, I think prior to my uh, political endeavor that I built a, a studio, which is really, really, really good. I think it'd be good for the show, and I think we can make that work. So I want to do it. I want to get with Anna. Uh, she lives, I think, closer to, to my studio than this studio. So I think we could probably put it together and make that work. So the answer is, yes, we're going to do it. I got to figure out how it would work and when we would do it. Um, so I think we're going to do it. I don't know Excellent. if we'll make it three hours or whatever, but I think maybe you know a two-hour show would make sense. Anna, we think about two hours. Would that, that sounds work? perfect. Would that work? Yes, and I'm much closer to you now than um, to the BRN. So I think I think if we can make it work. I just you know before we were just on, you know, uh, I wasn't on five platforms. So, you know, I can't tell you how how we could do it, but I'm sure we could make the uh, the platforms work and figure it out. And thank you, Bob, Armory. Mom, I appreciate it. I like doing it, but um, <laughs> I'm not going to ask him if he has how much weed, weed he has. But um, <laughs> but but that's that's we'll, we'll we'll try to make that work, Mark. Would that be helpful for you? Yeah, as long as they put it on Bob Army Radio and YouTube, I'm I'm good. Well, I that that's not my bailiwick, but I'm sure we we can make it work for everybody. You'll, there'll be a way for so, you to access the show. So where are you planning to travel next, Kevin? Any plans? Actually, I do. Get I, I'm looking into doing a, a an Antarctica trip. No way. Yeah, I am. Way. 
That's so cool. What do you think about that? I think that's super cool. I watched a horrible documentary about a lake under Antarctica. I wish I didn't watch that. But there's a lot of cool, interesting stuff going on in Antarctica. It seems like they're really utilizing that space in new and innovative and possibly so, dangerous so, 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 I, so I looked into it, and Mark, the way it works is you, I would go down to Buenos Aires, stay down there, and then you take a plane from Buenos Aires to the southern part of Argentina, and then you can only go by uh, boat, and that you go on a boat for about, I don't know, a couple weeks, and... A couple weeks? Yeah, and the boat I'm looking at... Um, Is this a cruise, Kevin? Are you going on a cruise to Antarctica? Well, the, the, <laughs> the only way to get... Well, the, the, the ship I'm looking at has two submarines on it, and then eight um, Zodiacs, or excuse me, 24 Zodiacs. What's a Zodiac? Those are like the rubberized boats. Oh, okay. Yeah, um... Yeah, thanks, Jonesy. You guys just go to North Minnesota. <laughs> You'll think you're in Antarctica. But um but I, I I think it's supposed to be pretty cool. I've read a lot about it, kinda of got the weeds. I'm going up to as you know, I got a place in South Carolina, but um we're I'm gonna go up there Saturday. I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm gonna go up there for ten days, so I'm gonna sit there and kinda of figure out what we what we wanna do. Is it Asheville? Uh, we're in Greenville. Greenville. So Newsville. cool. We, we love it. Yeah. And that's on the that's that's on oh. the list. Or Bali's on my list. Ooh. Or the Maldives are on my list. <gasps> um, but the problem is, I mean, the Maldives, I've read a lot about it on it, is that you sit there, and I love my wife, but I mean, she looking at me for a week, you know. In a, yeah, in, it seems to be pretty remote. I mean, she's like, okay, I'm do bored. Do you snorkel? Do you like, you can snorkel. do you, you can, scuba? You, you can do all that. You can do a little bit of fishing. You know? You're in those beautiful, cool huts that are yes, over the water. Yes, But I mean, but then you kind of go, I mean, I've sat... And I apologize. This is, I'm not mean to be snobby, but I'm like, there's, I, I want to do more stuff and see more stuff. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, catch, a, oh, yeah. catch a boat yeah, to Sri Lanka I, I, and check it out over there. Well, Sri Lanka, I want to do that. And I also want to go to Singapore. Singapore would be cool. Um, yeah. And I'd like to do some fishing. Um, see, ba- Bali, you know, uh, Heather, I thought it'd be good. Um, uh, referee Fred, yeah, Firm is number two in the FBS bowl, by the way. Uh, but I... <laughs> So I don't know. The answer, Mark, is we're trying to plan something. And also, I want to go to base camp, you know, in Nepal. Mm-hmm. That's on my goal to do that. That's a, actually a pretty big deal to get to base camp. And it's supposed to be kind of gross, but I still want to, I want and to do that. that's the base of, like, Mount, not of Everest. Of, of, of Everest. Of okay, Everest. yeah, because I know it's in the Himalayans. Yes. Okay. And then we want to go well, go back to Africa and and and, uh, and hike Kili. There's a couple ways to get up Kilimanjaro. That's supposed to be Is cool. that Tanzania? That's in Tanzania, yes. Yes, okay. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Sorry, Mark. Frog? There's, there's oh, a quick answer. Oh. All right. Next time you're in Montreal, let me know, Kevin. Uh, I can drive to Montreal. I'm only 45 minutes. You guys can hang out. That, Perfect. That, that would be worth it. We do, we do a mobile show, remote show with Mark the Frog. Beautiful. Thanks for calling in, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, the fat pig, for uh, uh, notifying me that um, someone was on the phone. I appreciate you. So... Back into where wherever we left off, I think it was your son possibly going over overseas to you uh, Poland. You said right? Yeah, Poland. He would go. He's going to go somewhere, uh, somewhere in the in that region, mm. which is you know which would be great because we could go visit him over there because he'd mm-hmm. have some time off. But you know, I'm just very aware of that my other son will go somewhere where it's we're involved too. Um, but I just you know. He's going to get very involved in things. So I'd prefer, you know, I'd prefer this thing to be, you know, less hot. Than of course, it is. of course. Less hot than it is. Are you surprised by anything that you're seeing in terms of the Israeli Hamas 
conflict in the Middle East because, listen, Kevin, you know me. I'm not uh, one to call victim or one to be like, I'm oppressed because I certainly don't feel that way. And it really helps that I get to be all the things, Kevin. I get to be a woman, an immigrant, a Jewish person, an atheist, like every box I can cross off and go, yeah, I don't I don't feel oppressed. I feel great, actually. I feel awesome. Um, I am getting a little concerned, though, um, with the somewhat seemingly rise in anti-Semitic sentiments that seem to be whirling around us. And I have been trying to make, and here's the thing, not that I'm interested in giving people the benefit of the doubt, but again, I don't like putting myself in a situation where I feel like I'm a helpless victim. That I don't think is beneficial for everyone. So I, I've been trying to make a distinction between people who have come out who are, let's just say, anti-Israel and not immediately calling those people anti-Semitic. Because I think that there is a difference, at least I hope, and I know that there's a lot of uh, conflation there, I suppose. But I want to, if someone comes out and says something critical of Israel... I'm not going to be the person to say that that person hates Jews. Now, if I'm in Sydney, Australia, and there's a chant going on that says, uh, gas the Jews. Yeah. Yeah, they probably don't like Jews too much. But I think you should be able to criticize a nation that has a government and a military and say, I don't approve of what this government and military is doing and not immediately be accused of being a Jew hater. So, but I also am a little bit concerned when you see a lot of people ripping down pictures of Israeli hostages that are babies, like the youngest being eight or nine months old. I mean, come on. That's disgusting that you have no sympathy for an infant that no longer has his mother or her mother present or a child or an elderly Holocaust survivor. I mean, you know, I think that's disgusting. Um, I, I think the thing that I found most to be most surprising is the you would think that someone who would be pro Palestinian pro-Palestinian liberation, right? I can sympathize with that. And again, I also understand that I have a bias. You know, I was raised Jewish, although a self-proclaimed atheist, but I was born in Israel. I have family friends in Israel. I have just a lot. My parents lived there for 10 plus years. So I certainly have a connection to the land. So I try to, at the best of my ability, remove that bias and that lens. Um, But it is a little bit concerning when you hear people who are claiming to be pro-Palestinian and fine, I can understand sympathizing with that cause, but not coming out and condemning the October 7th attacks, I find to be a bit alarming. And it's not just one or two. It's a lot of people who are justifying the actions on October 7th. So I've listened to those interviews. Listening to a lot of Pierce Morgan interviews because that's where I've been most of the time. No, I've listened to like a, a smattering of interviews okay. from different feeds and different interviewers, and there's you know both British, you know, because UK, UK gets they're really stuck on the appropriate response. Like that's their term. That's a British term. Like you know, what's the appropriate measured response to the attacks? Right. And that's like again, that's more of a UK thing than a US thing because that's the term that I use a lot. But I've listened to all these where you have a person who's pro-Palestine and then someone who's questioning them on that with what you've said, which is they're trying to frame the question to say, hey, listen, regardless of what you believe, can you agree to condemn the attack by Hamas on innocent 
women and children and grandparents. Right. right. Like that needs to be the starting point, because if we can't agree on that, then the rest of the conversation seems to be futile. And and I and I've listened to it and it gets into a circular argument because the beginning would be, hey, listen, if we're going to have some common ground, if we're going to cut and because you ideologically, you can say, well, I understand that you think you're concerned because they're occupying occupying this space. You're odd because you think they took over this country. We understand the land squabble. We understand the, the religious differences. The history. We understand the, the thousands of years of history here. Right. But however, let's talk about the issue of this action on this date. Can we all agree that this was wrong? So as we start out the beginning of the conversation, you would agree, even though you have this position of whatever your pro-Palestine position is. Yeah you would condemn the actions by Hamas against this group on the state, right? Right. You as, think. As, as, as a beginning. Yes. I have not seen these people who have been able to acknowledge that to say, listen, it, unless for the purpose of this conversation, let's go into say this. And we've said this before. During World War II, there were people, the Nazis was a, were a small percentage of Germans. It yeah. wasn't all Germans. Right. And the question would be, hey, German, although you lived in Germany during World War II, would you denounce Nazis and their actions of killing six million Jews as a starting point of our conversation? Because we're going to presume that not all Germans were Nazis. Therefore, we would agree that you would condemn what the Nazis did in the atrocities against Jewish people and non-Jewish people across Europe, right? Yeah, gays, uh, gypsies. Could you also then go into the Deep South and say, listen, we know you lived in Mississippi during the Civil Rights Movement. We knew you weren't a member of the Klan. However, going forward, can we say that you would condemn the actions of the Klans against African Americans and the lynchings against, well, they're not only African Americans, against Jewish people too, by the way. Sure. Uh, would you condemn that, right? Wouldn't that be the beginning conversation with any groups of people over right. the past 200 years, right, to find some common ground. Right. A starting point. A starting point to say, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Right. So we can find where we can move forward as two different per- perspectives. I've not seen an interview E who's been able to intellectually get there in that conversation, and it's all been, but, but... And then they want to talk about the atrocities against Palestinians. Does it make sense? Yes. And they they start and say, well, I can't get there until you, interviewer, condemn Israel's Israel's occupation. Yes, yes. What what I've seen a few people do now, which seems to be the, the tricky move of the day, is they go, can you define a terrorist? And then the interviewer will try to define a terrorist to the best of their ability. And then they're like, you just described the IDF. Yes. So that seems to where it gets circular and you, okay, but we're talking about the attacks on October 7th. Well, then you would have to admit, you know, that's kind of the direction that all of the, most of the conversations I've seen have gone in that direction. And and, and I think in, in order to have validity in that world, to have that sort of conversation, I think you have to acknowledge the atrocities of the 7th and say that that is fundamentally wrong and I don't support it, and I condemn the actions those days. It was done, obviously, the way they filmed it and released it. They were very proud of it, right? 
Yes, they weren't trying to hide anything. I mean, exact I, maybe, opposite. maybe you saw the same Ben Shapiro interview that I saw. I didn't see it. But he said, at least the Nazis, and then he stopped himself and he goes, this is something you'll never hear me say again. But he's like, at least the Nazis tried to hide it. He's like, the, the Hamas is like begging you to watch and believe them that they are the animals that they say they are. Like they, they're they're putting this on X. They're putting this on social media. They want you, begging you to take them seriously that they are these dangerous, savage monsters. So they're not trying to hide anything. Exact opposite. Yeah. They're trying to promote it. Right. How late did you go today? As late as you want to go. Can we go to 12? And I want to connect because I got people yes. got to get done. But yes. I, I, I want to talk just a little bit and I'll talk when we get a chance more about it. But um, I want to talk a little bit about what the the having, which is going to come, I think, in March of this year. Okay. Uh, and the Bitcoin having, and I just want people to do a little due diligence on this, and what I think will happen, and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And again, I I feel bad, and I hope I don't give the impression I'm not telling people to do something or not doing something. I'm just telling what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And I'm not here to say you need to be an advocate to do it, and I'm not trying to give you financial advice, but I'm going to tell you what's happening and why it's happening and why it might make sense. So I spent a lot of time following, you know, um, Michael, Sari, uh, Michael Saylor, uh, MicroStrategies, who I think at this point owns 1% of all the Bitcoin in the world. And they continue to buy Bitcoin. He sees it as a hedge of inflation. He sees that it will have adoption. He sees that it's going to go somewhere and he continues to, and I think, I don't know, I think he spent a hundred and some odd million dollars buying Bitcoin at $34,000 a coin. So that's like, that's crazy talk really at, at that price. He believes that, and a lot of other people do, and I had the pleasure of meeting and talking at length with Kathy Woods. You know who she is? N- no. You need to find out who she is. She, she moved her company from New York to St. Pete. Is she a billionaire? She is a billionaire. Okay, yes, you've mentioned Gr- her before. Great lady. Got to she talk. like a venture capitalist? or she? Well, she has her own trading company, and Kathy Woods, check it out. Um, you have to sigh before you speak a bigot like him. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> but but, but I'm, just, I'm just telling you, the halving's coming up, which means that in March, approximately March, the miners who mine Bitcoin get rewarded, and their reward will be half of what it is right now which will mean that it will increase scarcity. And I think you will see the price of Bitcoin at a minimum 4X where it is right now. So we're about 35,000 of Bitcoin. Right so now it's 35? I think it's 35 I haven't looked in months, uh, Kevin. So uh, well, not, not that you would, but if you've been holding it, if you've been holding it and not sold it and thought that when it went down a little bit that I let you down... And as I've always said before, it's a long play till 2025, and 2025 is now closer than it was three years ago. Why is that the gold post? Well, because I think you'll see the full effect uh, of Bitcoin's 34 or 8 right now, because you'll see, you'll get the benefit of, you'll get the benefit of the halving, which every halving that we've had has caused a bull run in cryptocurrency. So I think that you're going to see a, increase that will probably be at a crescendo about call it between April of 2024 
in February of 2025. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you, and as I told everybody before, don't, don't worry about the numbers, but if you're looking for an exit ramp, if you're looking for the time to say, this is where we want to get out, it's going to be within that time period. Although I'll probably still keep, depends on where it goes. Cause at some point I went to Etho mine and lost at 16,000 Jonesy. I, yeah. And, and I, and I never got my mining set up, but I continue to buy, but I mean, someone on this show too, and some remind me in chat told everybody on Kevin's law to buy Solana when it was $2 and it is, it, I think it hit $40 this month. The prediction of Solana is 500 bucks. So, I mean, there's some, I think that you will see some things happening. I agree when the ETFs on the horizon will shoot up, that's correct. But I still tell you that, that there is some value there. If you still held, if you held on to it, still holding, that's where I think we're going to see some really some movement. Uh, and I think we won't see real movement until we get adoption. And it will be some adoption at some point. So I just want to interject that, that, that I was talking about 2025 and 2020. We're getting close to the real 2025. And I think that's when you're going to see the, the, the apex of the crypto market short term. I think it will go up from there. But people will still tell the stories that they know someone who knows someone who had a whole Bitcoin. And I think that will still be a big deal. That's all. That's yeah. It. Have you looked at, you bought a little bit, right? Yeah, you, a little bit of it? Ethereum. Did you sell it? No, I didn't. I don't, didn't touch anything. Don't, don't, don't touch it. Don't touch it. I'm, don't. I'm just letting it sit there, marinate a little bit. I'll let it marinate did, on that. Do you, did you get a lot of backlash from people, Kevin? I feel like a lot of people came knocking on your door saying, hey, Kevin, it all crashed and it's all your fault well, because I, you, I, told, I, I, you I, gave I, me faulty advice. Well, I think a lot of people said that. Of course, <laughs> I will tell you this, when, when, when it crashed, I bought more. So I did. I, I in did, true Kevin Hazlett fashion. I just bought more. You're just, just a rebel like that. Well, it's not. If it's a rebel or not. I just bought more. It just because you're like it's it's cheap, and I and I believe I believe in the in the process. I, I do. believe in I the believe. concept I of do. cryptocurrency. And, and if you look, if you spend some time, and I want everybody to, to do their own research, if you look into it, you will see that a lot of institutions who were anti-crypto turned into crypto people. And they've bought silently. They've not advertised what they're doing. But this is something that that at some point people who hold cryptocurrency or hold real estate will say, wow, I'm glad I did it. And they'll look back at it and go, wow, I should have done that. Do you, do you think it's just an inevitability in terms of like how everything is going electric? You know, people love their their gas-hungry cars and all that. But eventually, if we look down the road, everything is moving in the electric direction. Do you think that it's the same thing? This is just, you know, is the gold standard um, and then uh, the went off the gold standard, then it's going like digital online stuff, and now the next iteration of currency is the crypto world. Do you think it's just an inevitability in terms of when it catches on, not if? You know what's weird is that that when you're in the moment, because a lot of people, and I'm going to answer that question, but when you're in a particular time, point in time, there are so many opportunities for you to get massively wealthy and, and financially independent. Mm-hmm. You just don't know what they are. Like right. right as we sit here right now on this date, there's these unbelievable deals we made. We just don't know what those deals are. And we're trying to guess what they're going to be. Right. There was a time where we sat when people thought that Blockbuster would be around forever. Sure. Because you can't imagine it not being how it is. There will never be a world, and of course I remember vividly with my kids going there on a Friday night 
to rent X amount of videos over the weekend that we were going to watch because be that's... Be kind rewind. Because that's where it will always be. We never imagined a world where Blockbuster would not be part of our life. Right? Yes. You could send money through a phone? What do you mean? I, I, I remember when travel agencies were in every strip mall and every strip center, and we thought we can't ever remember a world where we wouldn't use a travel agent for our travel, right? Right. And that remember that those travel agents had some screen and they could look into airplane flights that us us normal peons the peasants the peasants didn't have the ability to do, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really remember that. But yes, I, I can imagine. Well, but I mean, you know, the the that's the the, the way we are. Um in that that in the moment we didn't realize it. I remember and I bought a, a property down on one of our beaches, a beachfront property, and the amount was so, it was a lot to me, and it seemed like at the time, like it was the logical right choice to make based upon the data I had in my brain, but it seemed like a lot, like I kept going, what's wrong with this deal? And the answer was, there's nothing wrong with this deal. I was 100% right, and I should have gone more in, and that property Three x in four years. Jesus. Okay, three x in four years. And you bought it when? In 2018. It three x in four years. That's crazy. Now, so today, to answer your question, you look forward and there you will see the way the world's going. The question is, can you make some decisions based upon that, knowing the direction we're going, so it financially that you can that affects your life in a positive in a, way in a positive yeah. way just like you know in, in everybody heard these stories from a real estate standpoint i remember when you could buy beachfront property or waterfront property in the tampa bay area for $250,000 now that those same properties are now selling for 2 million right and it wasn't that long ago mm-hmm. so the question is what does it mean right now so the answer is Regardless of what you think about electric vehicles or gas vehicles, if you think that gas vehicles that are not self-driving will be the same position now as 20 years from now, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that we always go the way of where where it's affordable and where it makes sense in our life. Now, do do I think that we're going to have self-driving cars? Absolutely. Do I think we have self-driving trucks? Absolutely. How fast it will happen? When it happens, it will happen what will feel to us as overnight, but it will take in 20 years to get there. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like we already kind of have self-driving cars, we, we, but, you know, they're in beta, quote-unquote. They, they, so. they, they, they are in beta. <laughs> now, are That's they, why they keep malfunctioning. But the technology is, is, like, the concept of the technology is there. We're just trying to perfect it. So if you look if you look at, at Elon Musk, who's a smart guy. Sure is. And what he's done, and he almost lost everything with Tesla, came close to being bankrupt, right? Mm-hmm. I remember hearing those stories. What he's doing right now is what he's trying to do by scaling with his vehicles, whether you like them or not, whether you're pro-electric or not. I'm not that's not my argument. My argument is he's creating a vehicle that it will try to be superior to another vehicle. At a price point, they'll be more attractive than another vehicle. Right. And he's going to win the the war based upon affordability 
and the good value of the vehicle, not because it's electric or gas. Correct. So he is going to punch in the nose Detroit based upon his product, the safety, the crash worthiness, the effectiveness of it, the efficiency of it, and more important, the price point. Yes. And my argument is that this, his product is going to be superior because he's going to deliver it. And my analogy is going to be the 50 inch flat screen TV, which, you know, I remember spending almost $10,000 for one X amount of years ago that I can go down to Best Buy and now buy it for what? $30 and 45 cents, right? And it's a 10 times the, the, the value, right? 30 bucks. I'm, I'm joking. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> yeah, know. much more affordable now. Right. Now, I, I agree with the infrastructure. That's not, we're not of it, that we can't do it right now. But I'm not talking about infrastructure. I'm not talking about gas versus electric. I'm not talking about Big Brother being able to turn off your car. I'm not saying whether it's bad or good. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying from a practical financial standpoint, Elon Musk is going to attack this and solve the problem with a superior product at a price point that's going to beat the Toyota Corolla. And that's how he's going to win the war. And that's how we're going to get there. Whether we want to go there or not, I think that's where you're going to, people people are going to go, that's where we're going to go there. And I agree with you, Airtight Paul, where it's a, I I don't think we're there. I don't think infrastructure (laughs) is there. I agree with you, but I'm saying that's what he's doing. That's, and I think he's going to put it in a chokehold in a, in a, in a, in a half Nelson and try to get us there. If he does that, if he's able to produce those vehicles at scale, he will win the war. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's how we. That's how I think we get there. Should we end there? Um, Is twelve? I didn't know if you need to get going. I, I do need to go. The, okay. The other thing I want to leave you with, and and we need to talk more about, is I I, I want to, our next meeting, I want to get into the Peter Atia conversation. Oh yes. I want to get in the Gary Breckett conversation, and I'm going to leave you something that's going to really bother a lot of people. And, and, and I understand why they're going to bother it, but I, I, I'm going to, if you're going to look at the forefront, you know, I've got an aura ring. I'm, I'm tracking my sleep with this tremendous. Oh, nice. Detail. I'm, I'm, I'm in How's the that REM doing? I'm going to share with you after. I, oh, I, I'm so excited. I, I, I'm, I'm doing, but I'm going to say something that's going to, it's going to bring a lot of people down. I'm okay. not trying to be negative. No, please do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be a disruptor, but I'm going to be a forecaster of the future and you're going to see this happen. I'm going to tell you that, that, that there is going to be an attack by the informed, enlightened, and medical people with data that are going to tell you that um, alcohol is going to be the cigarettes of the 70s. You're going to see an attack on alcohol as having no value for health. And I think you're going to find some big names get behind it and an al- anti-alcohol move that will be similar to the way that people moved against cigarettes. Interesting. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you that's coming. It's a bomb that's coming. You're going to see that. And a lot of people would talk about, I, 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 and I hate to say that because it makes it sound like I'm the fun sponge, mm. but, but I'm going to tell you that you're going to see this anti-alcohol movement that's going to be starting at the ground floor. And you're going to see people, pioneers, who are going to be giving real data and why we've been kind of given and sold on the okie doke for years. Whoa. There we go. We can be done. I'll leave it there.
Mic drop over out. I love that. Okay. All right, Hannah. Loved it. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Oh, hold on. There it is. Just give uh, formal goodbyes. Kevin, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. All right, guys. And uh, we'll catch you on Monday. Alex Stein, fight tomorrow. See you at the factory. Goodbye.